I'm Davis Dunham, and this is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. Nicole Singer's been playing folk music since she was a kid, and she has bona fide credentials as a singer of sea shanties. For one thing, she's actually worked and sung shanties on a real ship. I took a year off between college and grad school to work aboard Mystic Whaler. The Mystic Whaler was what's called a tall ship. It had three big sails and wooden masts, and it looked like it just sailed out of history. But it actually sailed out of New London, Connecticut. The ship traveled along the Atlantic coast and the Hudson River, and it was often used for educational programs. Nicole started as a crew member and an educator. On a lot of these boats, you're kind of doing both all the time. Like you're very much a sailor and a teacher at the same time. I was living in the forecastle, the tiny room like way, way, way up at the bow of the boat. It was really hard work, physically hard and emotionally sometimes very hard. Really long days. You know, it's a very sun up to sundown and beyond kind of job. I played a lot of music with whoever was on board. Nicole still plays a lot of music. She's an organizer for the New England Folk Festival, and she co-founded her own festival called Youth Traditional Song Weekend. The idea is to encourage new and young audiences to get into folk music, which often skews toward older crowds. I think a lot of the time when we think of folk music, for so long we've, we've thought of people of a specific generation, right, who were part of the folk revival, right, of the 60s and 70s, who were young adults then. That perception is correct in many ways, but now also there's younger generations coming in. And so I think it's just a, a, you know, what do we picture when we picture the folk music scene? And, And that scene has been evolving rapidly. I mean, I think it's really hard to be the only young person at a song session. And it's made a little easier when you've even got just one other person who's in your cohort, your age cohort there. There's kind of a snowball effect when young people see that there are other young people around. It makes it very appealing and powerful to stay and to build community and build friendships that way. Nicole says she's had trouble being taken seriously in the sea shanty community, not just as a young person, but as a woman. So when I arrived on the shanty scene, I was one of very few people under the age of 40, and I was one of very few women of any age. It was hard. It was hard being young in that scene and being a woman in that scene. When people are looking for a sound that sounds old to them, they're imagining a gray-bearded dude singing these things. And that's the authentic sound, right? There's this uh, big premium placed on authenticity. And, you know, of course, the question is, what baseline of authenticity are you hearkening back to, right? Are you hearkening back to your notion of the 1800 sailor or are you hearkening to your notion of the sailor sailing in 2009 or 10 because that was me? The whole scene changed last year when sea shanties hit big on TikTok, a social media platform popular among young people. More young people, women and people of color, have been drawn to sea shanties. Singer wanted to encourage her community to welcome them. I wrote a whole piece on this. I wrote a big Facebook post on this that got shared very widely among sea shanty communities on the Internet. And you know what? Let me actually pull that up. Hang on one second. I asked her to read it for me. So I wrote... um, Hey, fellow sea music nerds, I'm surprised but overjoyed about the rise in sea song enthusiasm all over the internet. Um, This is kind of a long post. Here it goes. I really do think it's possible to be welcoming and inclusive of people who are new to this music. New sea shanty enthusiasts want to learn. The whole post is pretty long and Nicole covers a lot of ground. But this was the message that stood out most for me. 
we really tend to hold tights to singing practices and social practices that we've fought and worked for. And since these are places that welcomed us when we were bullied out of other places, we tend to want to preserve that thing that was so good for us. But that doesn't mean that the culture of those song sessions can't evolve if we need it to. We can keep all the good things that make our social singing traditions powerful and important, but also change what needs changing, becoming more welcoming to newcomers, especially newcomers who haven't done their folk music research homework, and of course, lots of good stuff around anti-racism and anti-oppression and really like welcoming in marginalized folks particularly. The response within the sea shanty community was overwhelmingly positive. Nicole says there's no hard data, but she and her contemporaries have seen a lot more young people, people of color, and LGBTQ plus people at folk music shows and festivals in the past 10 years. And she says the traditional parts of the community have gotten more accepting at the same time, if slowly. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and we'll be back in a few weeks with the start of a new detour series about places with connections to LGBTQ plus history from New York to Boston. <laughs>